Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Lewis Warshauer, and today we are studying Daf He, uh, Masechet Sukkah, page 5 of Tractate Sukkah. Uh, today I want to focus on a few items that appear within this page. God's presence and people's presence in heaven and in earth, uh, the question of how one derives certain conclusions based on what one can so-called grab a hold of, the cherubim, the kruvim, that were on top of the kaporet, the cover of the ark, and lastly, the idea of halacha lemoshe misinai, uh, halachot that were transmitted, so the sages say, uh, directly to Moses at Sinai and not written down in the Torah. At the end of page 4, the Gemara discussed that it's possible to derive the minimum 10 handbreadth height of a sukkah from the height of the Ark of the Covenant, along with its cover, which, according to the Gemara, rise to a total of 10 handbreadths. And the question is then raised about the significance of this, these 10 handbreadths because of the verse which is quoted on page back on page four, in which God says to Moses, I will meet you there. I will, I will encounter you at the cover of the ark. And the suggestion is raised that God really didn't come down to earth to encounter Moses. He only came, he did not go, he left a space of 10 handbreadths above the earth. And likewise, uh, when Moses went up to, to speak to God, and later in the Bible when Elijah did, even though it would seem, particularly in Elijah's case, that he went up to the heavens, so it says, the Gemara concludes, no, there was a 10 tefach space, there was a 10 handbreadth space, and that is the space that delineates heaven and earth, and quoting Psalm 115, which is in Hallel, the heavens belong to God and the earth to people. Hashamayim shamayim ladonai va'aretz natan livnei adam. Returning to the question of the thickness of the kaporet, the cover of the ark, various attempts are made to derive it from the measurements of other of the accoutrements of the, of the sanctuary, and particularly the ark itself. And the point is made of the following expression, tafasta miruba lo tafasta, tafasta mu'at tafasta, which translates as, if you have held or grabbed a lot, you've grabbed nothing. If you've grabbed or hold, held onto a little bit, you've grabbed something. 
And this has to do with the, the way the discussion is pursued about the thickness of the cover and can it be derived from this or that other measure. And what that expression is taken to mean is that if you can find the smallest or narrowest way to derive a halakhic principle, that's the way you should go. It is, it is a warning against a kind of, of overreach and, teach, and seeking out measurements or sources that are too large or expansive. And it's, it's a sort of uh, viewpoint that use the minimum possible verbiage and even effort to arrive at a conclusion. Notice that there are, are trends in Judaism and in the halacha that are the complete opposite, particularly with, uh, not in terms of interpretation, but in other fields. So for instance, with Sukkot, we have this question of hidur mitzvah, to beautify the commandment and the fulfillment of it by having a very nice lulav, a, a beautiful etrog. Uh, not that these are directly comparable, but there are these conflicting tendencies to do things in a minimal way possible in order to ensure its soundness, but also, when possible, to enlarge and beautify something. Those of you who were studying Tractate Yoma perhaps remember this from page 80a, in which the issue of if you've grabbed too much, you've grabbed nothing arises with the question of uh, what, is the, what is the measurement of an egg uh, as a minimum, the, the, the proverbial egg that is a minimal measurement, and the idea that one should measure this by the size, by the bulk of a hen's egg, and not by the size and bulk of a bird called a bar yochani. One of the reasons I mention it is that the bar yochani is also brought up in our tractate. According to Rabbi Steinsaltz, this is a, a bird that originated in Madagascar, but that the sages in the Middle East were aware of. And the reason the Bar Yochani bird is mentioned in our tractate is that it has a face. And the question of face comes up because the word face, panim, is quoted several times in the biblical description of the Ark and from that, an attempt is made in the Gemara to arrive at the measurement of what it, what, where indeed do we derive this idea that the cover of the Ark is one, consists of one handbreadth. That's how high it is. From the discussion of face, the Gemara moves to another famous episode or mention of a face, and that is the Keruvim, these creatures that are instructed to be built on top of the kaporet, on top of the cover of the ark, and they are to face each other. And it is precisely from here, from our tractate sukkah, which on the face of it is a completely different matter, that the different teachings about what these keruvim were arises. Rabbi Abahu says that the, that the cherubim looked like children. Abaye, however, cites a verse from Ezekiel, and he interprets it to mean that the cherubim looked like grown men. Uh, as 
some of us know the popular culture artistically and otherwise is that they look like children. The discussion then continues about how exactly do we know that the about this 10 hand breadth measurement for the sukkah. Is it really derived from the cover of the ark? The suggestion is made perhaps it derives rather from the verse in the book of Kings about the construction of the temple of Solomon and the number of cubits that it had to be and deriving from that the notion of a hand breath. Rabbi Yehuda dismisses both these reasons and says that actually the 10 handbreadth measurement is what's known as a halacha le Moshe misinai, something that God gave directly to Moses at Sinai that was not written down in the Torah. And this question of measurements and their derivation is going to continue in page six. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.